0: Oh, Good morning, everybody. Happy wow. Tuesday. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PhD Next Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with PD Craig, Sean, and Sean Derzy, one of the newest Arizona Coyotes defensemen. Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: No, thank you for having me, guys. I'm excited.
0: First of all, where are you right now? And uh, what have you been up to for the past few months?
1: Yeah, so I, uh, I'm living in Toronto right now. Uh, I do all my training up here, kind of see my family. I grew up around here, so it's uh, kind of nice to see everybody back home, all my friends, family, and, you know, guys I grew up with. So it's, uh, it- it's awesome. I mean, I'm having a great summer training, and uh, it's been a lot of fun.
0: Awesome. Well, I mean, an eventful summer, too, as well, um, as you got traded to Arizona. Have you had the opportunity to speak to Bill Armstrong and maybe even Coach Turney about what the opportunity is here in Arizona?
1: Yeah, actually, uh, I mean, the day everything kind of went down, I got a, a good opportunity to, to speak with both of them. Uh, we kind of talked about how we'll, we'll get in more uh, detail when season gets closer and I kind of in Arizona. So uh, I'm gonna be there in the next little bit, and I'm sure uh, we'll kind of touch on everything once again. But uh, it was good conversations. I mean, both great guys, kind of what they explained to me about just what it's like being in Arizona, um, how much uh, they think I'm gonna love it, and uh, you know, just the culture of the team and the direction the team's gone. And, and I've said it before; it's it's really exciting, especially for a guy like myself with you know ambitions of hopefully winning one day. It's uh, you want to be in an in an organization that kind of has those goals, has that ambition, and is building the right culture to get there. So, I mean, I'm pumped.
2: Sean, you mentioned you're in Ontario right now, but you also played in Ontario and California. So, as Petey mentioned off-air, I asked the hard-hitting questions. (sighs) How sad are you that you missed the opportunity to be Paul Bissonette's teammate in Ontario by two seasons?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of stories from the guys who've got the chance to cross paths with them, and uh, they've they've only had good things, honestly. I've heard... uh, He's a great roommate, great teammate, and uh, unlucky I missed him. But uh, I know he's a big uh, Yotes fan, so hopefully I'll get a chance to meet him here soon. Yeah,
2: you'll but, probably get more than your fill of him. At some but point. you
1: did? Did you did you cross paths with Boko down there? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, I was he's one of my a best friends, Road Runner so. favorite.
0: Yeah,
2: true. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, let's let's get into. Uh, basically your season and this situation in Arizona, it looked like you were finding a groove under Todd McClellan in LA. Um, he, he praised your improved defensive play. So I'm wondering, did the trade take you by surprise when it went down or did you maybe see the writing on the wall given LA's cap situation and the logjam that they had on the right side with Drew Dowdy, Matt Roy, Brent Clark coming up and Jordan Spence as well.
1: Uh, I mean, maybe a little bit of both. Uh, I know that I'm kind of looking at the situation as uh, Arizona kind of wanted me to come in. So it's uh, it's a good way to look at proving them right and kind of proving their belief in me to be, you know, true. And you want to back that up, obviously. But yeah. uh, kind of just looking at the playoffs, I think the whole year I, I was playing top four minutes and, you know, I was, I was really happy with my role there. I was playing the left side. It was It was a new learning experience for me. Uh, we were competing, I mean, in a playoff spot all year, competing for first place in not only the West, but the Pacific, sorry. And um, it was it was a really fun year. But as the playoffs kind of rolled around, I, uh, you know, you saw kind of my minutes go down as I went back to the right side. And, you know, maybe it was tough for me to kind of get in the groove of things uh, down the stretch. But, I mean, y- you look at this as, or at least I do, as Arizona kind of having that belief in me and wanting to bring me in. So I think... Uh, me proving their decision right is a big, big focus for me right now, and proving that you know I can be, you know, the player that I that I really want to be, and that they kind of believe that I can be. So it's uh, it's it's how I'm looking at it. Not so much as, as LA kind of dumped me off, but more as if you know Arizona's kind of bringing me in to ha- have a role there and you know help them win hockey games.
3: You talk about last season, you spent most of last season on the left side. You're a right-handed defenseman on a team that has a lot of right-handed defensemen, and you get traded to a team that has a lot of right-handed defensemen. So have you had those conversations with the head coach yet? Do, do you see yourself, do they see yourself on the right side? Like I, I watch your puck retrievals today as you go back in the zone or how you, how you lug the puck up the ice, and, and you clearly could see that you, you want to get the puck on your forehand. Are you more suited to playing on the right side?
1: Uh, I mean, I've played the right my whole life. And I think last year going into the season, well, my first year, honestly, I I played because of injuries and and I got the opportunity and I I tried to just make the most of it. And I think I did. So it was uh, a big part of that was playing on the right, being comfortable where I was. And then going into last year, you look at the roster, the guys who are injured are back and they're all signed for, you know, pretty good money for multiple years. And you got to find a way to play on a team that especially in this league, you got to be adaptable and you know, you look at the minutes you want to get or in the top four. And, you know, obviously there was an opening on the left. I thought maybe, and I kind of just adapted to the situation. I said, uh, I was open to playing the left and, you know, I was lucky enough. They gave me the opportunity to, and I mean, I can't say it was easy at times, but by the end of the year, I thought, you know, down the stretch in that playoff race, I felt really good. And then I thought me and, uh, my partner at the time, Matt Roy, uh, we playing really good hockey together and, um, yeah, I mean, so so it's it's another tool I have in my toolbox. Obviously, I can play both. Uh, I love either side. Uh, I mean, I grew up playing the right. I'm more comfortable on the right, but having that kind of in, in the back of you know my toolbox is, is awesome. So I think, uh, like I said, any opportunity that comes to me, I'm, I'm kind of ready to face it. And we'll see. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure will let it let me know pretty quickly, and you know what their plan is for me, and who knows down the stretch where you need guys. So I'm ready for anything.
2: Petey mentioned one of the challenges, but when you're playing the offside, what maybe you can take us inside what that's like, what are the challenges for right handed defenseman
1: playing the left side? Yeah, it's, it's completely, it honestly feels like a whole new position. It's mm. the way you see the ice, the, the way you make passes, the way you take passes, the way you retrieve pucks, it's being comfortable kind of opening your hips on that side and, and defending, especially on the rush. It's, it's a whole new way. You, you know, you pivot towards the boards, you pivot towards the middle. It's, it feels like a whole new position and, and especially just in that system in LA where, you know, the always had, uh, it, we were a really structured team where the right defenseman always retrieved the pucks, so the left defenseman would, you know, check forward and, and things like that. So it was, uh, it was a really big learning curve for myself. Uh, a lot of video, I'd say, you know, watch a game <laughs> two, maybe three times, just go through my shifts. Uh, And then watching other guys in the league, I think there's been a lot of success of of guys who have played the offside and, you know, you look at Yossi's seasons, the the few that he's had that are almost record-breaking numbers there, he's played the offside and and just the way he does it. So I think watching other guys do it, watching myself, um, everything from shooting pucks in the point, retrieving pucks, it's a whole new, uh, obviously something you get used to, but when you get thrown into the fire, it's, it's uh, especially at this level, it's, it's, it's difficult. So, I mean, I'm happy. I'm really, really grateful for the opportunity and I can't say that I've, I'm really happy I got to learn that. So it's, uh, it's really, really good to have in my toolbox.
3: Sean, this, this, I don't know if you saw the headline. I, I'm sure you were scrolling through YouTube today <laughs> and saw the headline of our show. We called you and this put the pressure on you right away. We called you Yandel 2.0 and we put a question mark on that. And, and, and I guess the, the comparison is Keith Yandel, smooth skater, moved the puck extremely well, walked the blue line really well, talented on the power play, could play at the top of the power play and distribute offensively. You've played pro now for four years, What's your game? What can Coyote fans expect to see out of your game? What kind of defenseman are you?
1: Yeah, I saw that headline, actually. I was laughing when I saw that. He's, <laughs> uh, he's a pretty good player. So, um, I mean, I I can see I can see the comparison, but obviously throwing myself as Yandel 2.0 is maybe a bit much right now. I kind of got to work <laughs> for that. So, uh, I, I loved watching him. I mean, he's a great player, great passer, just... Uh, Master of, of assists I'd say I'd say you would know, always put pucks in the right spots and um, You know everybody thinks it's it's easy when you just pass to players and they shoot it in the net But you watch Yandel the way he put it, you know, he give a one-time pass always in the sweet spot He would I don't know if he talked to guys about it, but just from a hockey fan's point He's a uh, he's a guy who, who really knew how to get assists, and I mean, I'd love to do that. So um yeah, I mean, my game is is just a, a puck moving guy, uh, kind of rounding it out well. Though it's it's a lot of uh, you look how important special teams are nowadays. I think a really really big part of my game is being reliable, not only on the power play, which you know I think that I've I've at least been known for since I've entered the league, but uh, just my penalty killing, uh, my ability to block shots, get in the lane, and mm. and kind of show show that i can do both in in any situation i think a really really big focus of mine is okay you want to enter the league then you want to see if you can play in every situation and that's kind of the goal and and obviously to have a guy you can trust on the power play penalty kill and five on five is is the ultimate goal you see all the best defensemen in the world can do it and um i mean just from my first year to last year to the summer I, i can see myself kind of really, really trying to round out my game and and focusing on, you know, really hammering down on the things that I think I need to work on. Uh,
2: Some analysts have described your game and they described Keith Yano's game this way while he was here as high risk, high reward. First of all, do you even think that's a fair evaluation? And if so, have you tried to modify it in any way to maybe remove some of that risk?
1: Uh, I mean, you look at the elite, elite defensemen in the world, uh, they have risk. It's, Hmm you want to make a play to win a game it's not yeah. being afraid of making mistakes it's it's really putting that on yourself to either make the play or, or not make the play and, and not being afraid of that and i think that's something i have in my game for sure is i'm not afraid to kind of just be the, want to be the guy to, to make the play and you know sometimes it doesn't work out but that's sports you know it's it's kind of modifying that to where there's a time and a place obviously if you can make a play in every single big moment you would but you know, down the stretch, uh, if you need a point late in the third period and it's a tie game, I don't think it's a good time to um, be risking uh, a pinch at the blue line or things like that. So that's obviously something you want to modify. But uh, the risk, it's, it's something you can't be afraid of, especially if you want to be a good player in this league. You look at the guys who, you know, they try to beat guys one-on-one all the time. They, they make high-risk plays. And, you know, a lot of the times for those great players, they work out. So its it's having that confidence in yourself to make those plays. Uh, sometimes it doesn't work out, obviously, and, you know, you hate to be on that end of it, but it's how you bounce back from that to, to kind of be able to trust yourself to make the play the next time that, that I think is really important and something that has kind of got me to this point in my career and, and, and I'll continue with. It's having that kind of ability to, to bounce back from, from any mistakes you make and, and instill that confidence in yourself, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the time that you can be the guy to make the play.
0: You mentioned uh, being on the power play last season, 16 of your 38 points came on the power play. What makes you so effective um, in that role?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know that stats. That's, that's really, that's a good stat. So. <laughs> um, yeah, Maybe try to get some more five on five points this year, but uh, <laughs> no, I think power play it's, it's something that you really, really got. Like I said, it's, it's a lot of studying. It's a lot of video and, And I think the biggest thing for me was communication. I think you look at our units last year in L.A., it was kind of a one-two punch. You know, you say you have our highest paid players on the top unit, but you look at the production we had in the second unit, and, you know, we've talked about it throughout the year. We competed with them throughout the year. It was a one-two punch, which is really, really uh, a big part of our success. I think we were top three power play in the league last year. Um, But the biggest focus, I think, was communication. It's simply just talking to your teammates, talking to to guys where they like pucks where you're going to be when they're in trouble and having that trust in your teammates to to make the play with without even looking sometimes you know he's going to be there so uh, a a lot of this game so fast now it's puck movement it's you know getting shots from dangerous areas it's you don't have time to look and make a play and and teams adjust and and move so quick that if you talk to a guy you know where he wants the puck you know where he's going to be you can snap it around pretty quickly that it's it's you know you look at i mean edmonton obviously they have those guys but they know exactly where they're going to be and, and they snap it around so quick and they get shots off so quick but um it's it's just talking to each other and, and i train with those guys now and i see how much they talk to each other about it they're working on it throughout the summer so um i'm excited to kind of get down to arizona talk to those guys uh, i mean talk about systems talk to the coaching staff and and just get a good feel about of my teammates and, and where they like things, how we can be better together, and that's that's the fun part of the season is is kind of working through that. I have a I have
3: a off the wall question. You go shocking. back and what's that shocking? Yeah, I know. Here we go. The, I don't is follow
1: this where the we script. Get, is this where we get weird? Or? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't
3: follow the script he usually very Usually well. takes us there. Yeah. I literally <laughs> don't read the questions till I get here. So sorry. Um, I, I, you're 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 in Toronto and you're training. You're a Toronto area native, grew up in Ontario. You get to your draft day. In, in 2018, and lo and behold, who picks you? The Toronto Maple Leafs yeah. picked you in the draft. Being the hometown kid, getting picked by the Toronto Maple Leafs in the second round, and then oh, before you really get going to pro hockey, we're going to trade you to Los Angeles. What's that like going? F- like, you never had the opportunity to put on the Maple Leaf, other than when they put the sweater on you on stage, to go from the hometown kid to, Oh gosh, I got to go to, to Hollywood. What's that like?
1: Yeah. Um, that was pretty crazy. Uh, so I sat through my first draft in 2017 and and I didn't get picked. And I think when 2018 rolled around hearing names come off the board, I was having a little bit of PTSD where I was just like, somebody just call my name. And, (laughs) and, uh, I think I was walking down to the floor, not even realizing it was Toronto and, then it hit me when I was shaking everyone's hand and it was cool to, to kind of get drafted your own team. And, you know, after you see your family, you're like, Oh my God, it's the Leafs. And, and, you know, everybody grew up loving them. So that was an awesome experience, but the trade, I mean, it, it was a different experience because I didn't really know anybody in Toronto. I, I knew the staff and I knew the development, you know, people that, that have worked with me throughout my time there, but, uh, I didn't build many relationships with players because I just, Frankly, I never played with them, so it was, uh, it was a different experience. But I was excited uh, for LA and the warm weather. When uh, you know the assistant GM at the time called me and, and told me to look out my window, and it was a snowstorm, and I was kind of yeah. puzzled. And I
4: didn't do it.
1: <laughs> and then he he said, I asked him. I said, Are you outside? He said, No. He goes, I just want you to take a good look at the snow because you're not going to be getting much of that anymore. So I was <laughs> laughing. At it. I appreciated that part, but yeah, that was a weird experience for me.
3: And you come here then, and you played in L.A. last year, so you played inside Mullet Arena, and I don't know how well you know your history, but the Los Angeles Kings aren't very well liked here in the desert. <laughs> you go back to 2012 and Dustin Brown, and that's a whole nother story, but they're not well liked here. What's that going to be like going from an L.A. King sweater to a Kachina sweater inside a unique building in the National Hockey League? If you thought about what that experience is going to be like— having that as your home um, home ice team.
1: Yeah. I mean, what I can tell you is playing in Mullet arena wasn't, wasn't easy last year. Um, I know we lost that game and and I I probably won't forget it because it was one of the hardest games of the year, to be honest with you. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm happy to be on the other side of it now. So it's, uh, it's exciting for me, but uh, yeah. uh, I mean, like I said, when I played in LA, I I gave them my everything and you know, I, I, I'm a, with a lot of passion and kind of put my heart into the team and now that i'm with arizona it's kind of it's flipped the switch it's it's i'm going to give this team everything and you know every la was great experience but you know now it's in the past so it's uh i'm going to do everything i can to help this team obviously and you know i'm going to bring kind of what i do and, and my passion for for winning games and, and my team to arizona so I'm, I'm pumped to put on that jersey it's you know best jersey in the league uh and it's exciting
2: Couple more questions for you, Sean, and we'll let you go. Do you know anybody on this team other than Matt Fialta? And have you had a chance to talk to any of the guys on the team?
1: Uh actually Ste. Stecci he played
2: thirteen games in LA.
1: Yeah, he did. And and when I got traded, he actually messaged me and before he even signed there and he told me, you know, you're absolutely gonna love it and you know, said some really nice things, not only about the organization, but about the city and you know, he's really first class guy, so I'm Mm -hmm. I'm pumped to be back with him. Uh, but no, I, I don't know anyone. I mean, crossed paths with uh, Bear Hayden a couple times in the summer. He, I know he trains around here, so yep. I've seen him. But for the most part, it'll be uh, you know meeting everybody for first time, for a second time. I met a few guys actually this summer already, and uh, but most of the guys will be uh, for the first time. Well, make sure you get to know Stan
3: <laughs> and Jim O'Neill. If you got, and I'm sure you've talked to Jimmy enough, but once you know Jim O'Neill and Stan Wilson. Your bases are covered in the state of Arizona, so you're fine. So you, if you got leg up with those guys, you'll be okay here in the desert.
0: But what, what I was going to say is you'll have the opportunity to get to know everyone pretty well um, because the team is going to Australia next month, a month from now, actually. Um, have you been to Australia? Do you know anything about Australia at all?
1: Uh, no, but I'm excited. I think uh, it was funny when I got the call telling me I was traded, Uh, one of the first things I thought about was, you know, damn, no Australia anymore. And then I realized that I'm (laughs) still going to Australia. That's crazy. So uh, I'm just gonna be on the other side of it. Um, No, I I don't know much about Australia. I've heard a lot of good things. Um, I know a lot of people from Toronto, just friends I grew up with moved there and worked there for a couple of years. Uh, Seems to be a trend around here. But uh, I'm excited. Other than the spiders and and that stuff. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> they're fine. They're not in the city really. It's and, it, only yeah. if you go out. So we've street. been told, yeah. yeah. But we
1: have and, and kangaroos, just, but
0: yeah. They're they're around. But yeah. we do you have to
1: You ever seen an angry kangaroo? I've been yeah. looking at pictures this summer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, th- some of those are. So I've been to Australia, and some of the kangaroos are massive. But you just see wallabies around, like as if you were saw That's deer a in Ontario. What's a wallaby? it's North North. like a smaller looking kangaroo. Yeah, we're gonna okay. see
2: those in Melbourne. Yeah, we not like in this, not
0: like downtown. But, but if okay. you go a little bit out, they're just not there. gonna be
2: wandering the hallways no. where we're staying. Okay, no. I'm just making sure. <laughs> I, I just wanted uh, the last thing f-
3: for me, Sean. I. You talked about you're a 24 year old kid. You're still finding a way in this league. You're still on your way up. You look around the locker room and you've got, you know, you've got Clayton Keller, you've got Logan Cooley, you've got some young guys coming up through this organization. And I know league wide, you hear all this outside noise as Arizona sucks and their, their team sucks, organization su- sucks. When you look around this, do you see hope? Do you see, like, yeah, this team's going the right direction? I know you mentioned it earlier, but I just want our
1: fans to hear
3: yeah, this is, this is going the right direction.
1: When I had the first conversations with Bill and, and bear, um, I knew right away that, that this, this was going to be a great, great thing. And, and I think a big part, like I said, is, you know, what they're building around in the culture. You look at the young players, you know, it's top end talent. Um, But more importantly it's it's the character that that i think that they they really touched on it's it's the guys they're bringing and it's not so much you know not so focused on what they can do on the ice but the the people they can be and and this game isn't like you know a lot of other sports where you can have one superstar and you know win the championship it's a team sport and and it's really really important to kind of have the right guys as a team so uh i mean for me, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's amazing. It's everything you could ask for as, as you know, 24, 24 year old defenseman coming in and, you know, you look at the coaching staff, the culture, the organization, management, all that stuff, the city, everything you want is, is here right now. And it's, it's really, really exciting. Um, uh, I, I mean, as, as an Arizona fan, I think it's a really exciting time. You, you look at the talent that's coming up, you look at the, the team and, and, you know, the guys, and, and like I said, just, what they're building around is is really, really cool and really, really special. So I think that's that's something that I was really excited about when I heard I was coming to Arizona and, and that's something I'm still excited about.
0: Awesome. Well, Sean, we can't thank you enough for your time today and looking forward to meeting you in a couple weeks, either in Arizona or uh, down under. Yeah, these
3: two are going to be on the plane for 16 hours. So I'm sure you'll get to know them. They're leaving me here. They don't trust me to (laughs) go on the road anymore. So I'll be sitting here, but you'll get plenty of time to meet them. I'll be drugged up and sleeping the entire flight, hopefully.
2: (laughs) That's what I'm hoping. Prescription?
3: Never mind. Uh, anyway, about that. And, all right.
1: Thanks Sean, so thank much, you Sean. for thanks, doing Sean. this. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate thanks it. for we'll you having me, guys. It's uh, nice to finally talk to all of you. Yeah, Absolutely. we'll see you soon. Yeah. Take
0: care. Awesome. Well, thank uh, you so much um, again to Sean Dersey for joining us in this time. Lots to get into about that still. Um, but before we do, Listen, before we go to Australia, Craig, we got to get in all the illegal pizzas we can. Did you guys eat it
2: all yesterday? I, I had did leave early. I know you no, did. I had a um, I had a when the, would leave the illegal
0: pizza comes in and like you just it hits your nose and it's like, man, it's so good, it's so good. Yeah. Um, I got to get to illegal pizza before Coyote's games this season. That will be my goal. Um, but you can stop by illegal pizza anytime because they have happy hour from three to eight p.m. every day. That's an unbelievable happy hour. Today's Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Stop by if you haven't tried illegal pizza go you can customize your bowl your burrito whatever it is there's something for you it's your go-to spot this summer so stop by like i said happy hours 3 to 8 p.m at all 12 locations illegal pizzas two locations in arizona mill ave and university in um, tucson which school it, is that the u of a oh yeah, yeah okay uh the go to legal pizza is the go-to spot for burritos buddies and beer for 28 years um and man last night if you were watching that d-max game <sighs> If you were betting on it, you were pro- sweating, sweating down to the wire, but what an end it was, um, and if you bet the D-backs, what a payoff <laughs> that would have been for them to get that win last night. Sean, I'm going to throw it to you. Sean, obviously, is a co-host on the PHNX D-back show. I, I'm just assuming, is your MGM pick of the week to do with the D-backs?
4: Oh, of course it is. Okay. <laughs> um the Rangers are really, really good, so I'm not necessarily brave enough to pick the Diamondbacks to win tonight, but I am going to make my pick of the week. Um Zach Gallon sh- over on strikeouts. It's only at five and a half. The Rangers strike out a lot, uh or at least they have over the I last like month. It. And Zach Gallon shoves. He's the best pitcher in the National League. So And what what, what and is
2: that?
3: Is, is that plus money?
4: Uh no, it's minus one hundred twenty, but it's
2: still Are
0: you betting it right I'm now? I'm gonna bet it right now. All right. I trust there it
2: there, you, there go. you go. He's on the betro, by the Sean DePaz. Yeah. Now I can use they, your name again. They are. Yeah, so yeah now Sean that Sean we here. don't
0: have to get confused. Yeah. The two Sean's. Um, so that's Sean's pick of the week. PD is taking it right now live right now. as we sit here. And if you want to bet on that too, you can do so right now on the BetMGM app. If you haven't signed up yet, use the bonus code PHNX when you do. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If it loses, you can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer.
3: Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER Colorado DC Illinois Indiana Kansas Louisiana Maryland Mississippi New Jersey Ohio Pennsylvania Tennessee Virginia West Virginia Wyoming call 877-8-hope-n-y or text hope-n-y 467-369 New York call one 800 Massachusetts 21 plus to wager please gamble responsibly call 1-800-next-step Arizona one 800 522 Nevada 1-800-bets-off Iowa one 800 for confidential help Michigan one 800 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions US promotional offers not available in DC Kansas Nevada New York or Ontario
0: so Sean Dercy, what a what a great guy! What a great interview! I feel like he he really knows what he brings to the table and yeah. knows what you know he he needs to work on. It's, yeah, it's and cool. that's
2: that's what I'm interested in, yeah. right? Is the evolution? Like a, a lot of people can look. Some sometimes these types of players in PDU you know this from covering Keith Yandle. They can be lightning rods, right? These guys who do make those high risk plays, and and I think if you look at what's happening in in at the junior level too. They don't get the opportunity to play in NHL situations as much. So it's a, that's part of the reason why I think NHL defensemen are taking longer to evolve into the complete player. So as a 24-year-old, obviously there's still time for Sean Dersey. But when you look at this guy right now, when you dive into his play, where are those areas where he's going to have to shore it up to be a regular in this lineup.
3: Yeah, one of the things they need is offense first yeah.
2: and foremost. They really do. This is
3: a team that struggled to have that offensive defenseman that really puts up numbers and you look at, you can go back to, I mean, Oliver Ekman Larson in early in his career, maybe, but they haven't had that guy they could throw over the boards. So and now they're expecting some offense out of Dumba. Jersey's going to have to carry the load offensively. They're the guy, when they're down a goal and they pull the goalie, Jersey's going on the ice. Um, so I think the offensive side he'll take care of. The thing you get concerned about, for Guy, and he, he, let's be honest, he's not a big, huge, solid defenseman. You've you've got at the back end of the Arizona Coyotes, Dumba can hit, and now you've got Brown. After that, yep. stature, small stature. Valimaki's Valimaki and Mosher are similar in size, but they're not big, hulking defensemen. So I think for Dursey, it's going to have to be his ability to read defenseman the defense schemes mm-hmm. inside the blue line. But the biggest issue slash concern. And he mentioned it is in the LA Kings play a one, three, one in the neutral zone. And I know we, we won't spend a lot of time being techie, but that means one defenseman goes back and gets the puck. And then the other three guys hold the blue line. So that guy has time to get the puck. Guys don't do that. The Coyotes are going to attack at the blue line and good luck because somebody, when you go back to retrieve, somebody's coming and they're gonna be right on your back. So I think for him, early it's gonna be that adjustment of that system. You talked he talked about it. He used to have to stand up because he'd play left D, and left D would lock the left side, but which means he'd stay at the blue line and have to have physical confrontation there. Now he's gonna be asked to retrieve the puck under pressure which he didn't do much last year. Yeah. So I think that adjustment is going to come to him. I think he reads the rush pretty well. He's got a pretty good stick. He skates well enough to read the rush. So I don't think that's going to be a huge concern. Yeah, Todd it's,
2: McClellan talked about that, his improve, improvement in those areas. Go ahead, sorry. It,
3: it's his play around the net front because it's, it's that area around the blue paint now is becoming more and more important in this NHL. Tips screens that battle three feet from the blue paint. How well can he defend that area at, at his size going mm-hmm. against some of these big, strong you know, wingers? So that will be the
2: biggest thing that I'm going to look for early with, with a, a, a player that isn't bigger in stature. What, what are the keys there for net front? For defending? But, well, he's
3: got to get there first. Yeah. It's foot position. You've got to get to that area where you know, the play is going to be. So you need to win those quick foot races to the front of the net. Then it's about your stick controlling your stick. So you control the bigger player's stick. He's not going to muscle some of these players out in front of the blue paint. He's just not, he physically can't. So you got to control their stick. Can he get under the stick and eliminate their stick? So it's not available for tips and screens. You can still be a really good... Troy Stetcher is a small stature guy, but he can defend extremely well because he's got a good stick and he's quick enough on his feet to get to areas he needs to get to. Jersey can. I just... Here's the difference too, though. When when, When a teacher tells you you can't spell over and over and over again, guess what? You become a bad speller. If you have a coach telling you you can't defend over and over and over again... Can't defend. I think the positive influence that he's going to get from this coaching staff and this team, hmm. hey, you're just one of us. You're you're on board for all this. You can defend. You can defend. And he's going to get more confidence. I think we're going to see a different side of him this year because he's going to be so confident. One, in the amount of ice time. And one, the other area is this is a
2: team, and they all do it together. And I, I really think that's going to help his game grow. One more follow from me on the simply playing the right side when, when you talk about going back and retrieving pucks how much of an advantage is that going to be for him how much more time does it give you just knowing you're going back well, on? when, when you go- come up
3: ice on the left hand side uh, uh, as a right hander when you get out of the pile and you're looking up ice you're on your backhand yeah and you just it's 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 harder to make a good pass a good distance pass so his first movement is always to switch to his forehand well that takes time okay. and time and space are a big commodity in this league and somebody's going to Somebody's going to catch you. So now, as soon as he gets that puck in that right-hand side corner, he's going to be looking up ice on his forehand much quicker to get the pucks out of the zone. He can skate the puck up uh, the ice on his forehand so he can deliver passes much easier from that side of the puck. You mentioned before the show the last defenseman here who really – uh, flourished on his offside was ni Yalmerson. Yeah. and his ability but when you back go back and look at his game Yalmerson was a defender and yeah. he defended and he liked his reach on on uh, on the rush being on his offhand that's why he enjoyed playing the right side he felt he could control the play
2: better with his stick it wasn't about can Yelmerson get the puck up the ice? No. Or can he move the puck on the blue line? Right. And and at at the offensive blue line, it was an issue for him too, if you remember. That's why he didn't get
3: to play with Oliver ekman Larson. Yep. Because you couldn't get him the puck because you're slapping at a backhand. Now you're going to have... That's why it's better to have a right and left because inside the blue line, they can maneuver the puck better. I, I think he is going to his confidence and everything is going to take a step off because he's going to get the opportunity to start at least on his right hand side. But he did say he can play left and there are going to be times when this team needs a goal and you could see Dumba and Dersey jump mm-hmm. over the boards mm-hmm. and you're going to see two right-handed shots jumping over. I, I So don't that, that allows him to be much more versatile, especially with a seven defenseman set that Andre likes to run sometimes. Hey, you can get a guy out on his right or his left. Well, yeah. Yeah. let's let's, As injuries come up as things come up it's going to allow him to get more ice time
0: speaking of his confidence one of the things that he mentioned that i just thought was an interesting perspective too was that he felt that arizona really wanted him um and you know if we go back two months so much has happened between when this trade (laughs) happened and now um so i feel like we haven't really just talked about why he even got traded here in the first place in a while like just what Arizona and the Coyotes were looking for in acquiring a player like Sean Dursey. Yeah,
2: Bill, Bill Armstrong made this clear going into the offseason that things were going to be a little different. They were going to move away from the acquiring bad contracts, you know, and trying to get draft assets. They were moving in a slightly different direction, trying to take a step forward with this core. Um, but one of the things that he mentioned was trying to acquire younger players that fit their mold, that could grow with this core. And I think Sean Dersey's Probably the first real example of that. This is a guy who, as Petey said, they're going to need his offense. He he gives them something that they need. They need the power play time from him. So he's a 24-year-old defenseman. We know that that's young in the evolution of an NHL defenseman these days. He's a guy who can grow with this group. I saw some speculation, oh, they'll flip him at the deadline. And listen, don't don't attack the athletic writer, Alan Mitchell. I know him well. I don't think he intended it as, oh, there's no way Arizona's going to hang on to him. But I don't think Sean Dursey is the type of player that they're looking to flip. Again, assuming that he develops the way they hope he develops this season, I think he's a guy who can grow with their existing core.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. It's, exci- it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I
3: think it's it's really when you saw that tr- trade, you started to see the turning of the page in the process yeah. of the rebuild. It
0: was kind of the first move yeah. after the draft.
3: It wasn't a guy that's that's maybe trying to find a, an NHL team or an older def- defenseman that hasn't been, it doesn't, it doesn't have a team to play for a big dead contract. It's a holy shit. This kid's 24 and his whole future's ahead of him. Like he's on that. Oh, this team's doing that now. And I, with Logan Cooley coming, I, I think that's another one of those. Oh. Oh, oh, OK, there's there's something oh, you go out and sign Dumba. There are teams in the league right now looking at the Arizona Coyotes go, what are they doing there? Like, yeah. it's interesting. And there are teams that are I tell you what, we're not going to say the P word yet. I think <laughs> it's a little early, but Sean Dersey signing or, or getting traded here was the start of the next phase of the rebuild. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, two, two other things that stood out to me before we move on. One was talking about how playing at Mullet was one of the hardest mm. games of the season. And we've heard that from yeah. a lot of opposing players who came into Mullet. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, but the other thing, Troy Stetcher is like the official spokesperson right? yeah, of the Arizona Coyotes. Wow. Um, he and, and the fact that he said that before he even re-signed here, I just thought that was really interesting too. So Troy Stetcher.
2: Yep, and he's got a great dog too. We didn't
3: get a chance to talk about his drip.
0: Does he have drip?
3: I don't know. Oh. I'm assuming he played for the LA Kings, and he's from Toronto, so I'm I'm kind of I'm, I'm thinking he's got a drip game. I would think. We'll see. All
0: right. Well, we'll have to. We'll We'll keep our eye on we'll that. that. You You watch the evolution of his game on the ice. I'll pay attention, attention to the, to the drip. Nation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Coyote social media team. I need well, you you're going to be in Australia.
3: It. That's going to be the first test. Of their drip, and not on the plane because they'll be all in sweats and t-shirts. But all right, when he gets on the ground in Wait. Australia on the red carpet, <laughs> the
0: red have you carpet? thought about
3: that yet? Yeah, what you're gonna
2: wear on a flight for 16 hours? No, um, but I'm gonna
0: not know, jeans.
2: Explore yeah. Uh, yeah, jeans. Yeah, it's gotta be comfort. Yeah. it's gotta be comfort. comfort.
3: Yeah, yeah. But that'll be what key. That'll be and I, and I we're totally off the rails here. But d- d- when the like when you get on the team plane and a player gets on a plane, what's the first thing that player does? Strip. In the middle of the aisle. Yep. Not if they don't go to the bathroom. They're in the middle of the aisle, dude. And it's like it's they're in their underwear and there's by my lion. Nope. They're in their underwear. There's 20 guys in the back of the plane in their underwear as they get ready to throw on their sweats and their jammies. So, OK,
0: this just be throwing that one. out to Leah.
3: Oh. To be clear, they're not
4: just spending the flight in their underwear. No, no, they're no, they're changing. Yeah, they they okay. put on
3: pajamas, sweatpants, running shorts, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they put on their workout
4: clothes, Gosh, like
3: shorts don't. and a t-shirt.
4: And they don't get on the plane in no, that No, cuz you
3: One thing about hockey, when you get on the plane, you look nice, man. Yeah. And you, you, you might have somebody videotaping you. You
4: might have somebody to approach see you, the
2: plane so which is look good." And ridiculous.
4: Yeah. I'm telling, NFL I agree. players do the same damn thing, but they just Okay.
2: It's not, for yo, listen, you're, you're for the comfort. one that's pushing fashion all the time, so. No, look good. But I'm having runway. All I, I mean, did, though, is when I got a on the plane,
3: I would take off my tie and put on slippers. I did not put on sweatpants. So I still had my suit on. You put on rollerblades, buddy. I had slippers. Be honest. <laughs> I was active. You were on rollerblades. <laughs> I wish you would have tracked my steps on that
2: plane, but. I, yeah. oh, I should have just and written a story about you.
3: Well,
0: like, as oh, we learned about Petey traveling to Nashville, that when you get to the gate, he does not sit down and he will just walk. And he tries to, He'll like set an indoor walk workout. Petey's a shark. He, he and, never and Sean a walked a mile never in the Nashville airport. Wait,
3: I'm going to sit for three hours. What the do I want to sit there again? And I'm going to look at the same people I'm going to sit with for the next four hours. No, yeah, I'm going to walk.
4: I don't I don't have a whole lot of experience flying with like other people. Yeah. So I've never gotten to do that before because normally I have like a bunch of stuff. I and you're sitting. Around, and I'm just sitting there. Yeah.
3: Never. Much better to walk. Moving. Moving until they call the gate. A lot of times I get to there. I mean, I like being there early because I don't like the anxiety of being late. So I get there early. <laughs> yep. And there are times that I've just like almost missed my plane because I'm walking. And I go, okay, I probably should go by my gate again. Whoosh, they're boarding. <laughs> Last call. <laughs> Last call. Yep. Okay. That's what happened to us. Steve we Phoenix?
4: just walked up on it. Yep. We didn't we even know that. We just walked See? up and they were boarding. We were no like, way. Oh,
0: oh, we're up.
3: Okay. Man. Sorry.
0: Well, <laughs> what? I'll I'll let everybody know how the plane ride goes after. Um, And this is why it's a great time to become a diehard, because a month from now, we'll be in Australia. A month after that, the season will be underway. We're we're almost there. We're in the final stretch. Um, So become a diehard today. Join the family. You can join our diehard Discord. You can get 20% off merchandise, 20% off events. We're going to have lots of events coming up this season. And new merchandise as well just throwing that out there so one of the many perks as well as craig's weekly diehard only stories on the website um at gophx.com and i know craig has a ton of stories planned for australia
2: yeah and that's the thing like people haven't been seeing quite as much writing from me recently but just know first of all there's nothing happening yeah but secondly yeah, i'm doing a lot of planning and do you have an interesting but, story coming up soon that I'm i I'm do not just te- I, I, i'm just teasing it i'm just say saying it. now i can say it now we're, we're no. deep enough into the week are we getting, nah, it's Tuesday. Let's wait another day. Wait, wait one more day?
0: Wait okay. one more day. day. Just, uh, I just you. know it's amazing.
3: It's worth turning in tomorrow to find out what his story is going to be. Yes. Oof.
0: There's a hint. Um, <laughs> check out phnxlocker.com as it's well. It's going to be amazing. I can't and wait. And grab your membership and, today. And can I, can I do one more phnx thing? Yes.
3: Um, the next, um, what are we calling them? Round tables, town halls? We're, we're Die gonna hard have that only be, Is that what we're calling them? Die hard only hangout. Be on the lookout if you're in the diehard because there's another PD's um town hall roundtable.
0: It's a good topic. Coming a lot very of, soon. A lot of behind the scenes stuff in yeah. that one. And
2: there might be another PD promo coming on the website as well. So. Oh and yeah. Soon. So just like.
0: God. PD's busy. It is. We told him. I got tomorrow. I got Friday. Yeah, there's a lot of. He's up to Jesus. a lot. PD's always up to a lot. Um and you know. pd is he's he's always doing something OGs um helps you know take you down (laughs) one level maybe you take an ogs before our next uh the next hangout that could be fun craig and i have been talking about taking an ogs before the 16 hour flight um whatever situation you need ogs for and not just always to calm you down sometimes you just want to that's a show Relax.
3: That's a town hall, the, the OG show. Like, Love we it. take OG's I, and Yes, just the talk. three of us take OG's and we, we do a <laughs> show just for the easy. diehards. Love it. <laughs> i mean,
0: um, And we're super excited because being a PHNX listener just got a lot sweeter thanks to our buds. <laughs> no pun intended, except really. Um, at OG's brands because right now, through August 31st, you can get 25% off 100 How? milligram bags of the fruits and the creams at all Arizona, the flower shop locations. How? All you have to do is go to theflowershopusa.com, place an online order, and use discount code PHNX at checkout. The code is on the screen right now. Then you can head to your nearest The Flower Shop location to pick up. And that's right. This deal is exclusive to our PHNX listeners. And reminder, it's available only for online orders that are picked up in person. Discount code PHNX is active until August 31st. So go get to hashtag flavoringlife.com. Make sure you do this. It ends next. Twenty five percent. Twenty five percent off,
3: just by entering PHNX.
0: Yeah, online, and you just oh, it's like oh, you buy buddy. online, pick up in store. Easy
3: for twenty five percent off.
0: Twenty five percent off. Yep. So check it out.
3: I can get behind that.
0: Um. Well, you guys, we haven't done this in a while because oh we've oh,
3: had uh, my anxiety levels.
0: A few different things, but uh.
3: Do you know the questions?
0: Do I know the questions? You yes. wrote the questions. Yes.
3: Oh, you wrote them. Yeah. I thought he wrote them. No, no, he typed them.
0: Um, nope. so without further ado, it's our it's our favorite weekly segment, Craig's especially. It's Trivia Tuesday. <laughs> Heck yeah. It's been too long, it, it feels is. We like. I missed
3: this theme song.
0: What is, what is happening?
3: <laughs> oh yeah, that was my phone, sorry.
0: Um, all right. Well I didn't mean
3: to run the theme song. That, it's,
0: I- <laughs> it's Trivia Tuesday, and today's theme Uh-oh. is Australia? No. Arizona Coyotes jersey numbers
2: oh boy
0: so buckle up hang on um, in that file
2: no you
3: didn't. don't
0: it. cheat and chat feel free to chime in um we're gonna start off on the easier side so sean can you throw up the first trivia tuesday question logan cooley will wear number 92 name the two other players oh, in coyotes history well, to wear one 92 got.
2: one we've got Ilya Kolyachonuk, Yeah. Because that's the most
3: recent. Vladislav. Yeah. Vladislav? Vladislav, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. You know. Vladislav. It's, a, it's a Russian I'm sorry,
2: sounding name. So I that, looked this up the last time we did this and now I can't remember. You, um, it is
0: a major like player in Coyote's history. Major, like, in Coyotes history. <sighs> Rick talking. Yes. Yes, Rick ding, ding. Before he switched. That's right. Got it. Okay. See? Starting off a little bit easier. Um, all right, Sean, what do we got for question two? A current player wears a number that has never been worn before him. Who's the player and what's the number? This is a current Coyote player is wearing a number that's never been worn before on this team.
3: It's got to be in the 80s. It's got to be a high number. 70s. <sighs> it's got to be 70s or 80s, doesn't it? You can
0: you can look at the, I'm current, at roster. the current roster. Yeah, that's fine.
3: Sean Dursey, has anyone... Yeah, a goalie would have worn 50. Has anyone worn... Sixty-three, Matthias Michelli's number. Anybody wear yes. seventy? Karelva Karelva Melka? Yes. No.
0: I can give you a hint. It's a defenseman. Ter- ter-
2: I'm terrible at this. I just I always look this stuff up when I when I'm doing numbers. I-
0: Chat, feel free to chime in. Ready? Guess soda. Seventy-seven. Nope.
2: J.J. Mosier. Nope. Number Ninety.
3: Somebody y'all talked about today already. Yep. Matt Dumba. Nope. Twenty-four. That's got to be a common number. Nope. Jersey Fifty. Close. <laughs> Thrown everyone Very out close. there now. Close to der- Troy Stecher. Troy Setcher,
0: Fifty-one. Nobody wore fifty-one. Nope. Mm. He's the first. All right. <laughs> all right next We're gonna question. Fa- I'm going to fail at all. Yeah, this, it's okay. So. <sighs> uh, next question. The Coyotes have four numbers retired slash in the Ring of Honor. Which numbers are they, and who they who do they belong to?
2: Oh, you okay? Nineteen Chando, yes. obviously. Seven Keith Kachuk. Yep. Um, what was Tepo's number? 27 27 thank you blanking on that and then jeremy roenick uh 97
0: yes there ding 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 craig great job
2: you gonna add number 10
0: bonus
3: howard chuck bonus steen wait. 18 okay, or 25 bo- Bonus.
0: name the three former winnipeg jets players also there it is. Right
3: dale howard 10 um tomas, tomas steen, steen 25 <sighs> fuck who would have been the third one Third Jets player. And Gretzky. They retired his. In yeah, but league that wide.
0: that's league-wide. So oh, it doesn't
3: count. Is there anybody else? Taimu Salani. Wait, 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 wait. No, they didn't. He's part of them. a
0: famous hockey family.
3: Stan would be so mad at me right now. <laughs> it's not Dave Elliot, is it? No. 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 I'm sorry. We don't. I don't know.
0: Uh All right. Reveal the answers. Bobby Hull, number oh, yeah. nine. close oh the chat got it the chat got it damn it all right next question which number this is multiple choice so hopefully i tried to make it a little easier oh wow which number has been worn the most in coyotes history and let me be clear this is coyotes not jets just Coyotes history a number 29 b number 18 or c number 21 it's just
2: gonna be a stab
0: i mean dark. just
3: guess
2: you take one i'll take another
3: one yeah i'm, I'm gonna know. take well, well, uh, i'm gonna take under 20 i'm gonna take number 18
0: all right craig i'm
2: gonna go with 21
0: um, you're both wrong. Oh, right. I feel we both be wrong. That's no. awesome. Number twenty-nine. Eighteen players have worn number twenty-nine. That is hilarious. What so are the odds? Um, Barrett Hayton currently wearing the number yep. Mario God. Campaign Before Brendan Perlini, Michael Stone, Lori Kopracowski, Brandon oh, Press, the torpedo yeah i mean the list goes on a lot I love of, the
3: Corpete. i'm a huge i, I, will say, I love laurie a
0: lot of these guys wore the number um like for one season so it, this was a tough one but uh um, great yeah questions
2: today but we're getting smoked Petey. is 18, there more
0: 18 was very close yeah um so eight number 18 i wrote it down had uh 16 players so it was only two off and 21 had 15 and there were a bunch more with that's 16, really neat these are great questions uh all right next question there, are, oh, this is the bonus. Yep. <clears throat> there are 13 numbers that have never been worn in Wait, Coyotes history.
2: 13 numbers between one and a hundred, or yeah, like yeah. A, oh, how high are we going?
0: Um, just name as many as you can.
2: <sighs> well, there's a lot of high numbers, and, and I will,
0: that's in Arizona? Arizona. Coyotes and Jets history. because Jets is 99 never,
2: Wolf Paymont.
3: They, I know he wears it as a jet,
0: yeah. So, this is Coyotes and Jets. So I, should, <sighs> well, I should be specific,
2: man. it's got to be in the 70s um,
3: that have never been I worn. I will give
0: you a hint. Every number is above fifty. Yeah,
2: I I remember doing that. You get to a certain point and cause I always tweet before the game's number, yeah, whatever yeah, number yeah. the game yeah. number is, and I assign it to a player, and then you get to a certain point and there's no
0: so way. even if you just name as many as you can, even if it's just one. Eighty six. Um it has been it has <laughs> been World more. Woltek Wolski? Has been more.
3: Was it eighty six? Was it Woltek Wolski 86?
0: Um I can yeah. tell you right now.
3: Eighty eight was Peter Mueller, eighty nine was Bodker. 90 was uh, the Joy Juno Joy Juno No right. bonjour Joy Juno you know. <laughs> uh, I Bra- Brady got one 98 91? 98 is one
0: 91 Shane um, just got one what did, what did he say
3: 74
0: 74 that's cor- that's also correct 91 Um 91 has been worn Oh Sixty-someone, guessed Sixty's been worn.
2: 58 been
3: worn. That's But right.
0: you guys, you're all, you're all in the right ballpark, everyone. Yeah.
2: That's fine. You can put them up.
0: Um, okay, so here are the 13 numbers.
2: That have never been
3: worn. Never
0: been worn. Fifty-six. Sixty-nine. Nice. Fifty-nine. Sixty-five. Sixty-six. Sixty-eight. Sixty-nine. Seventy-four. 80, Eighty-four. 80, I think we're Eighty-five. Ninety-six and ninety-eight, Eighty-seven. 87 you know? Ninety-six. Ninety-eight. Ooh. I know. Those two
3: are surprising. Yeah. 98 Well yeah. huh. There's so opportunity
0: 66 No I mean that's Marla
3: Lemieux Like that's You'd think somebody You'd think I guess the way you don't wear it Because Mario Lemieux wore it And maybe. especially
0: like the 90s Because a lot of players Like wearing their birth years As their number So yeah. We're kind of in that era Of players born in their 90s playing, Yeah so.
3: That's interesting That was a, a great bonus. question Stalia
0: Thank you great Wait job. do we have a bonus or No that was, that was, that was that the, was the bonus. bonus That was the bonus okay. So this has been Trivia Tuesday Thank you all for your uh, participation
2: Yeah probably
0: don't deserve a prize no you guys did pretty well i don't think i could have gotten many of those at all um and your prize is a polar pop from circle k yes. um, but you have to go get yourselves which is fine because you can find a polar pop at any circle k and you can find a circle k anywhere i don't know <laughs> yeah this is pd's newest yeah, um P's newest gonna have fun. toy um, but we're super excited because Circle K is off <laughs> is offering something new and it is what? their inner circle app, which you can download for free um, or it's inner circle on the Circle K app. It gets you 25 cents per gallon on your first saved on your first five Phillips. You get every six free on a selection of Circle K products, pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks it's a f- new and free membership program so just mm. download the just circle k app to my today join the inner circle club for free terms and conditions apply at participating locations you can visit circle for details
2: Does so circle k have polar pops they do and do they sweat
0: the cups don't sweat don't.
3: cups don't sweat okay. and they fit in your cup holder and they there keep
0: and they keep your uh, drink cold longer
3: mm. dp loves himself some polar pop oh yeah it's true absolutely. you yeah. do don't you Yes, hundred percent. He also loves Chris kids.
0: said Howler True. wears number ninety six. Chris, look at You are oh and Brady. Sorry. I might have missed someone higher How saying. Would it. Brady
3: know that. Oh, You are you Kansas guys City. are correct.
0: Oh, Charles. Objection. Oh, Charles. Howler wears ninety six. Charles, that is a valid point, but for the sake of this, that that is a an asterisk. Howler okay. wears ninety six. Fair. Anything else before we get out of here?
2: Nope. What are we doing tomorrow? I don't even know what day it is. We
0: got tomorrow. Pete Jensen on the oh, show Pete tomorrow. Jensen, tomorrow.
3: Fantasy. 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 Yep. I'm excited to hear what he thinks about Thursday we have. Willie's points. Jason Zucker.
0: Yep. Woo. And is, Friday, we have we... the mystery show that we will reveal show. tomorrow. <laughs> so, dun, dun, on the
3: dun. mystery show, will there be
0: photographs? Yes. There will be.
3: <gasps> Buddy. <gasps>
0: photographs.
3: Can I bring one? Yes. The, the photograph, not the thing. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. want to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Exciting week ahead. Thank you again, Sean Jersey saturday <laughs> thank you again to sean Derzy for first time looking forward to getting to know him better over the course of the season and as we mentioned pete jensen on wednesday jason zucker on thursday and a surprise fun show on friday so stick around subscribe to the phnx sports youtube channel and hit the notification bell so you never miss when we go live and if you like to listen on audio be sure to follow subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts you can follow all of us on twitter at Peter Talkie, at leah merrill at craig s morgan at John underscore to pause. Follow the show at PHNX underscore coyotes. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, everybody. We will see you all tomorrow.